0: WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio proudly presents the Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell, spiritual advisor to WSFI and pastor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and St. Therese in Kenosha, Wisconsin.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Father Dwight Campbell here for another Marian Hour on this final Wednesday of February 2022. Gosh, the year is going by quickly. All right, We're already at the end of February, Angela. Yeah, but,
2: but spring is about to spring.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I know we had 50 degrees weather up in Kenosha, I think on uh, on Sunday, but then it's dropped down. It's getting to the low teens Yikes. at night. Uh, so I think we may have a little bit more left. I predict that March is going to come in like a lion and hopefully go out like a lamb, okay? I like As that. They say, yes. Anyway, we'll begin our Marian hour with my favorite Marian prayer, the, the Memorare, if you'd like to join me. In the name of the Father and of the <laughs> Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, and I forgot, uh, St. Polycarp, bishop and martyr, pray for us.
2: Father, before we start, there's a rumor going around that you have one of my favorite people coming to your parish. Who's that? Is it Monsignor Calkins? Uh, well, uh, Is that I'm, just a rumor, or <coughs> is it
1: true? Well, I I have a, a sort of a confirmation— my Monsignor Calkins he's going to come and do a Lenten mission when would that be Father? for us in the in the beginning on the fourth Sunday of uh, Lent
2: oh he's phenomenal
1: and uh oh yes yes I know Monsignor Calkins very well and are you his protege and, uh well actually I I consulted you know he's he's written much on the topic of Mary on the hearts of Jesus and Mary and uh You know I I used his his works his writings um, as a reference point in doing my own study on on Mary and and its relation to the heart of Jesus yes and he's also a great uh, scholar on St. Joseph as well and he's going to be delivering a parish mission for um, my parishes St. Therese and Mount Carmel in Kenosha And the parish mission will begin on the fourth Sunday of of Lent and go through Sunday night, from Sunday night through Thursday night at 7 p.m. So anyone who would like to attend, you may feel is there a, a charge? So? F- is there a charge? No, no, no. no. Oh, no that would be phenomenal. But we take up a collection. We yeah. ask people just to donate for, to help defray expenses and things like this.
2: So it's free and open to the public?
1: Yes, it is.
2: Oh, that would be phenomenal. <clears throat> What's, do you know what the topic will be?
1: Uh, not sure yet. He, he asked me what he should preach the mission on, and I suggested making it uh, kind of a Marian theme uh, talk about Mary, different aspects of Mary, her faith, her humility, things like this. But I haven't heard back from him yet. I'm still awaiting a response as to what he's going to preach upon. And um, so I'll I'll let you know as as the weeks go on and we get closer to the date of the mission. So
2: well, we won't want to miss that one. To that. Yes. yes, Father.
1: Yes. Um, Well, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to see if I can stump you, Angela. I'm never able to stump Angela Tomlinson. I don't know about that. But I'm going to to see if I can do it um, today. This past Sunday, February 20th, was a feast day of... Two saints. Do you I know who know. that is? Well, you yes. know, okay. Little
2: friends from Panama. Yes, I love Very them. Good. I love them.
1: Jacinta and Francisco, and um, yes, they uh, their feast day was this past Sunday. Although it's it's not celebrated everywhere the feast, and of course it was Sunday, so um, no one would have celebrated that feast day. On a Sunday because the Sunday takes precedence over, uh, you know, a, a, a feast day for a saint, but our, our two little saints, um. uh, Francisco and Jacinta, um, along with uh, Lucia, their cousin, uh, the two of the Martos, uh, Jacinta, Francisco and Jacinta, they are saints. Uh, Lucia, not yet, but her cause is proceeding. I have no doubt she will be uh, proclaimed a saint, hopefully one day soon. But I'd like to talk about these two little powerhouses, Mm. um, so young, and and yet they're really models for us in holiness. And we learn about them, uh, for example, in... Uh, Sister Lucia's memoirs, and you know she she talks about her two cousins, uh, the Martos, and <clears throat> of course, Sister Lucia uh, relates that the the Fatima apparitions. I like to remind people uh, begin in 1916, not 1917. 1917 in May begin the apparitions of Mary, but uh, to prepare the children, and you could say the world, for Mary's apparitions at Fatima beginning in May 1917, the guardian angel of Fatima appears to the three children in 1916. And this is first in the spring and, and then in the summer, then in the fall, and begins to give them messages about the hearts of Jesus and Mary and how they should be praying and, and making sacrifices. And um, in fact, at the third apparition in the autumn of, of 1916, uh, and there is a, a little shrine dedicating this just outside of the town of Fatima if you go there uh, the angel gave the children Holy Communion she gave the angel gave sister Lucia the host and to Jacinta and Francisco the precious blood and there is there is a scene commemorating this with the angel holding up in his hand a host above a chalice and actually what happened was the angel then went down and knelt pr- prostrated himself before uh, the the host in the chalice which were suspended in the air and taught the children you know the a Fatima Eucharistic prayer and um, and and of making reparation to uh, the hearts of Jesus and Mary so uh, I'll talk about Our two little saints, because we celebrated their feast day. And the reason we celebrate their feast day on February 20th is because Jacinto, uh, Jacinta, died on that date, okay, on February 20th of 1918. It was during the flu epidemic, okay, which which struck the whole world. And Francisco and Jacinta both died of, of that flu. But I'll, I'll first talk about Francisco, okay? Because he was the elder of, of the two. Uh, Jacinta was his younger sister. And Francisco was born June 11th, 1908. And um, Sister Lucia, in her fourth memoir, uh, she relates, uh, gives us an idea, a picture of, of Uh, St. Francisco's character and his demeanor, okay? Um, she, She recounts this. She says, when we were at play and he won the game, if anyone made a point of denying him his rights as a winner, as children sometimes do, oh, you didn't win, he yielded. He didn't really care. He says, do you think he won? That's all right. I don't mind. Okay, so... Uh, that was just, you know, a, a cute little uh, picture of his character. Most children are very defensive about, you know, if they've won a game and will, you know, fight to defend their right. And and these things didn't matter to, to St. Francisco. And, you know, with, with Lucia and Jacinta, uh, when Our Lady appeared to them, they could hear her. But not Francisco. Francisco just, he just saw Our Lady. And uh, Lucia had to basically tell Francisco what Our Lady had said. And, well, one of the things that Lucia communicated to uh, her cousin Francisco is that Our Lady would come and take. Him and his sister Jacinta to heaven soon, and uh, this affected Francisco especially because Our Lady said uh, when when Lucia asked uh, you know about their going to heaven soon, uh, Mary, when she asked about Francisco in particular, Our Lady said yes you know he will get to heaven but he has to pray many rosaries first okay and that made a real impression on little Francisco and um, he became a great apostle uh, with the rosary and and prayed it you know constantly Lucia in her memoirs uh, relates that before Our Lady appeared to them they would pray the rosary uh, they would because they were told to you know as little children pray the rosary every day so after lunch they were shepherds out with the sheep and and they would get through it quickly and you know how they prayed it did you ever hear no okay well they would just say the hail mary the words going through each bead so they'd say hail mary hail mary hail mary hail mary hail mary get through 10 and then say our father uh-huh. and they'd go through a rosary in that fashion okay and after uh, Our Lady began appearing to them, well, uh, a, a real change c- took place. And little Francisco, um, you know, he, uh, he, would, he would sometimes just go off by himself from, from his, uh, his cousin and his sister. And they would ask, well, what are you doing? And he would hold up the rosary beads. And they said, well, we're going to pray together after lunch, you know. And he would say, well, I'm just, I'm praying myself as well. Remember, Our Lady said, (laughs) (laughs) I have to pray many rosaries before I get to heaven. So that really made an impression on his mind. And uh, little Francisco was, I, I think, the most contemplative out of the three children, the three little seers. And you can actually see that in his eyes you know the eyes are the window to the soul and if you there's the famous image with the three children you know up against a wall in one of the buildings at Fatima and you can just see looking in the eyes of Francisco uh, he's he's a contemplative it's like you're, you're almost gazing into heaven with Jacinta know she's got this fiery look and she's like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna you know p- make sacrifices and pray for the souls in purgatory or or, or or pray for 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 souls that they don't go to hell and um, but Francisco really has a, a more contemplative look to him and um, he, he loved silence he loved solitude even before the apparitions began and you know he would like to Contemplate, you know, the beauty of nature, and um, played with animals in the field. Now, uh, he's named after guess whom?
2: Saint Francis. Yes,
1: yeah. he's he's, and of course, Saint Francis was a great contemplative and loved the animals as well.
2: What Why do you think it is, Father, that that he couldn't hear? Why Why would heaven not let? Him hear what our lady had to no, say. No, I
1: don't know, and I've never seen an opinion given on this. Well, maybe maybe she uh, felt
2: like maybe she felt like she was wasting her breath <laughs> that he no, was in no, his no. old world, and he kind of like wouldn't hear it anyway.
1: No, I think it's uh, no, I think it's not that uh, she knew his heart, and um, I think maybe uh, to um, form him in humility of heart, you okay. know that. That he he's not hearing what his cousin and his sister are hearing, but you know they're telling him. I mean, seeing Our Lady that had to make a terrific impression on him, as it would anyone. But um, you know, the, the he he was the most contemplative of the three, and the most you know silent of the three. So I think it's maybe apropos that. He did not hear the words of Our Lady, but would just contemplate her in silence. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, uh, well, uh, that contemplative aspect of uh, Francisco um, was was. Uh, you know, encouraged, you could say, by, by the apparitions of Our Lady. And, uh, you know, a contemplative, like, silence. Our Lady was silent before him. And um, Jacinta and Lucia, you know, they, they listened to Our Lady's secret, you know, the, the, the secret, three parts of it, okay, uh, they would communicate it to Francisco and um, Mary. We know poured into his heart a real burning love for for herself, for her Immaculate Heart, for her Son Jesus, and um, you know the the transformation that that little Francisco undergoes is really. Remarkable, you know, an intense, deep spiritual life with, you know, fervent prayer and contemplation. So, um, on that note, I will halt for just a few minutes. We're going to take a break before we return to the second segment of uh, the Marian Hour.
3: Hi, I'm Ava Burke a producer here at WSFI, and a junior at Carmel Catholic High School. We are hoping to expand WSFI to reach up to 8 million people in the Chicagoland area. To help us reach this goal, please donate to WSFI Catholic Radio. WSFI has been a vital radio station with getting the word out to so many people. Many conversions have happened through WSFI and it has brought countless people back to the church and into the faith. But we cannot expand without your financial help. Please take a moment now to make a donation and go to wsficatholicradio.org or mail your check to P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Thank you for your help in making this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity happen.
1: Uh, Bishop George Rassus speaking. I live in Libertyville, Illinois, and in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Jesus and the Apostles have the spoken word one-on-one, and yet uh, through radio and the magic of uh, electronic media, we can reach all kinds of people instantly. And so the message is as important or more important than ever in our world today, and I hope that many of us will listen and learn and come close to the Lord each and every day. And God bless you. Well, hello, this is Father Dwight Campbell back for the second segment of the Marian Hour on this last Wednesday of the month of February, February 23rd, the feast day of St. Polycarp, Bishop and Martyr. I'll just say couple of words about him because I didn't get a chance to at the opening of the show the first segment he was a disciple of st. John as as a young man the evangelist and uh, was the bishop of Smyrna in Asia Minor Um, he went with st. Ignatius of Antioch to Rome to meet with Pope Anacletus early in the second century in order to help set the date of Easter because there was just some confusion and difference of opinion about when the date of Easter should be every year. And he was martyred in the amphitheater of Smyrna, uh, burned alive. And um, there's in in the office of readings from the divine office, the liturgy of the hours today, there is uh, a witness testimony to his death. You know, they they put the the fire to the the wood beneath him, and and the flames just they billowed out and surrounded him. And they they the witnesses say that um, they could smell like, like baked bread, like uh, bread baking in the oven. Uh, when when the fire was around him, it didn't consume his body and. Uh, the account actually it goes on from what is in the the, the Liturgy of the hours. Uh, his body was thrust through I think with a spear and then blood began to pour out and helped to quench the flames of the fire. but uh, a great saint who gave an heroic witness, a uh, very old man when he when he he died, um, a witness to Christ by his suffering and death well, Today, if you're just joining us, I'm, I'm talking about two uh, little saints, um, Francisco and Jacinta Marto, two of the three seers from Fatima, uh, along with their cousin, Lucia, who's on her way to being canonized. And I, I was leaving off from our last hour or segment talking about um, little Francisco and his character and how he underwent a radical change, really began praying the rosary uh, because our, he was told, uh, Our Lady <laughs> said that Francisco would go to heaven but only after praying many rosaries. So he really made an effort to pray rosaries um, often and another, another you could say, quality of uh, Francisco's spiritual life, besides being very contemplative, uh, he had a great desire to console Jesus. Okay? And uh, this is something that Sister Lucia writes about in her memoirs. Um, And the seed was planted, you could say, um, with the third apparition of of the angel of Portugal or the angel of peace, as he sometimes called. When I mentioned, you know, he he comes with the chalice and the host before the children. This is in the fall of 1916. And uh, the angel says, taken to Francisco, uh, and Jacinta, take and drink the the blood, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, horribly outraged by ungrateful men, make reparation for their crimes and console your God. Okay. And that message of consolation, consoling Jesus, who, um, you know, is, is, you could say, saddened by seeing sins, okay? Uh, this this really struck the heart of little Francisco, and he became really consumed with a desire to console Jesus, and uh, especially uh, after he saw the, the third vision of Our Lady at Fatima, That was, uh, she begins in May, then June and July. On July 13th, the children see the vision of hell, where so many souls go, Our Lady said, because there's no one to pray and make sacrifices for them. And that made an impression on uh, Francisco as well. Um, He had this great desire to console our Lord, who uh, he understood to be saddened by... Um, all these souls being lost. And uh, we, we know that he, he said, uh, what a pity it is that, he, that Jesus is so sad. If only I could console him. We, we find that statement in uh, Sister Lucia's uh, memoirs. And uh, he, he was really inspired to pray fervently uh, and make frequent visits before our lord in the blessed sacrament and um, sister lucia relates in her her memoirs that she asked francisco one day uh, which do you like better to console our lord or to convert sinners okay <laughs> uh and uh, Little Francisco said, I would rather console our Lord. Didn't you notice how sad Our Lady was that last month when she said people must not offend our Lord anymore? He is already very much offended. I would like to console our Lord and after that convert sinners so that they won't offend him anymore. So um, when asked that question, he said, "Okay, I, I want to console our Lord, so uh, sinners won't offend him and cause his, his heart to to be be saddened, you could say. OK, and um, Sister Lucy says that that one day I when I showed how unhappy I was over the persecution now beginning in my family um, and outside of my family because the children did suffer, you know, they're their, um Lucy's own mother really didn't believe her, was, was doubting that Our Lady was appearing to her. Francisco tried to encourage me. He said, never mind. Didn't Our Lady say we would have to suffer much to make reparation to our Lord and her immaculate heart for all the sins which, by which they are offended? They are so sad. If we console them with these sufferings, how happy we shall be. And... He really had a, a thirst to console our Lord Jesus crucified. And um, uh, Sister Lucia writes in her memoirs that they, uh, she and, and Jacinta would go off to school. And Francisco, he wouldn't go to school. He cut class uh, because he, he said, I'm not going to be here much longer. Our Lady said, you know, we're, she's going to take us to heaven. And so he would go into the church and pray while the other children went off to, to class in school. And he would go. He didn't want pe- even people to see him. He wanted to just remain, you know, obscure. He would go behind the, the altar and pray rosaries uh, right next to our Lord in the tabernacle. And just by his presence, try to console Jesus and, um, you know, his heart there in, in the Eucharist. So very, very beautiful um, story about uh, St. Francisco. And, um, uh, you know, he, he was struck with this uh, flu that was an epidemic in, in 1918. And um, everyone in the Marto family except um, his father, uh, contracted the flu in this terrible e- epidemic. It spread, you know, all throughout Europe. And um, Francisco really prepared for his, his imminent death after contracting the flu. Uh, he requested confession. And he even asked uh, his cousin, Lucia, and his sister, Jacinta. He said, <clears throat> Please remind me of any sins that I have committed, you know, that I may not have confessed. If you notice me committing any sins, tell me if I've committed sins so that I may express sorrow for them and and make a good confession. And he did make his confession. And so he was ready to make his first Holy Communion. Now, he had already received the precious blood from the angel at the appearance but this was you know you could say formally speaking his his first holy communion um, that was given by a priest because the angel administered this to him and he made his first holy communion it was also his last so his first holy communion was his viaticum isn't that beautiful you know he makes his his final holy communion and ten o'clock in the morning april fourth nineteen nineteen He's in the hospital, and his mother is with in the room with him. And he says to her, "Mother, look, that lovely light, that lovely light by the door." Okay, and um, this was the sign of Our Lady coming to to take him. He breathed his last, and uh, was taken up to heaven. We believe. I mean, he's he's been uh, canonized a saint, um, and. Do you know when they were canonized? I'll ask. Uh, I'll 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 ask Angela if you know wh- when the two of them were canonized. It was
2: recently. My recently, but I don't know it the was. year. It
1: was. Well, when would it be appropriate? Do you think? Oh, in like hundredth anniversary yes, or something? Yes. Was it really? It was the hundredth anniversary. Wow. Yes. So 2017. Yeah, Pope Francis. Um, he um, he canonized them in in uh, 2017. Okay, on May 13th, 2017. And uh, they were declared blessed in the year 2000 by Pope John Paul II. Okay, on May 13th, 2000. So on the an- 100th anniversary, May 13th, 217, uh, F- Pope Francis canonized them saints. So um, that's Little Francisco. Uh, I think... You know we want to imitate the the saints and and ask their assistance to help us grow in our our devotions our spirituality and we can turn to little Francisco and you know ask him to pray for us that we may have that more contemplative um, mindset and um, you know really uh, you know, as he, knowing he wasn't going to be here long, he just he he didn't care for anything else but to serve our Lord. And um, um, I'll, I'll just give another little example of, of that. Um, you know, the people when when Our Lady began appearing to them, um, you know, the 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 crowds would come into the town of Fatima. And you know, they'd be waiting outside the doors to their homes. And, and, and you know, they would you know, rush up and ask their prayers and, and uh, ask them questions. And on one occasion, uh, there's a group of ladies who are, are well, they approached Francisco. And they, they asked, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, do you want to be a carpenter? Okay. and little Francisco says, no, ma'am, a soldier. No, a doctor. Wouldn't you like to be a good doctor? No. I know what you would like to be, a priest. You would like to say mass, hear confessions, give sermons. Isn't that it? No, ma'am. I don't want to be a priest either, he said. Then what do you want to be? And listen to what he says. I don't want to be anything. I just want to die and go to heaven. Okay.
2: Wow.
1: So he, I mean, he really knew he was going to die. He believed our lady. He was going to die soon and he just wanted to die and go to heaven. So he spent his, his time here on earth, uh, his last, um, months, especially, uh, before his sickness, uh, spending time before the blessed sacrament, consoling our Lord. Now, um, that relates to someone else who uh, received a request by Jesus to console this heart. And guess who that is? Can you can you think who that is, Angela? Oh
2: well. Um, Jesus
1: showed her his heart. Are Ma- you thinking Margaret Mary? Margaret Mary Alaco. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus said, "Console this heart, which has uh, poured itself out for people, and yet in return re- receives coldness and indifference, especially among." priests and religious who should be devoted to me. And, um, you know, Jesus asked for for a reparation uh, for sins and also a reparation to console his heart with St. Margaret Mary Alico. Just, you know, our presence can console the heart of Jesus as Francisco realized. And we we theologically would say that uh, uh, Jesus in heaven uh, cannot be sad, okay? It's, it's, it's really a mystery because with Francisco, with the other Fatima children, we see Our Lady sad, we see Jesus is sad. Uh, some say, "Well, this is this is a manifestation of, manifestation of of our Lord or our Lady's past sorrow at the time of Jesus' death." You know, we we it's it's really a mystery. And um, anyway, um, one way to explain how we console the heart of Jesus was by the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary Alaco who probably got this from her. He said that uh, when Jesus was in the agony in the garden, he s- foresaw all of our sins. He sweated blood as a result of this. And the angel came, St. Luke tells us, to console him in his agony. And one of the things that caused Jesus great agony was that he foresaw all of our sins from, from Adam to the end of the world. But um, he was also able to foresee all the acts of consolation that people would make to console his heart that would be in the future. And this consoled his heart then. Okay, So by our, our presence before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, now, Jesus his heart was consoled in the Garden of Gethsemane back then and That is actually a papal teaching it's found in the encyclical on the sacred heart Pardon me the encyclical on reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus 1928 by Pope Pius the 11th so we can console the heart of Jesus then By our acts of consolation now it's time for a break We'll be back for the last segment of our Marine Hour shortly. Oh,
0: Hi, my name is Irene Sharapata. My husband Alex and I are volunteers for WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is our family's source of truthful and trustworthy information regarding the Catholic faith, the Church, our religion and state of the world in these trying times. My husband, Alex, and I are greatly rewarded for our volunteer work at WSFI by working with such lovable and like-minded people and by meeting and hearing firsthand some of our, the most respected, wise, and interesting guest speakers. Its programmings on healing the whole person has helped so many and is truly inspired by God. This radio station is really a school of Catholic thought and source of wisdom. We have learned so much, and our faith and love for God has increased so much that we hope to share it with everyone we meet. We hope and pray that WSFI 88.5 FM would soon reach the entire Chicagoland population. You too can help WSFI bring millions of souls to God. See how you can support their effort by calling WSFI Catholic Radio at 224-206-8455 or online at WSFI Radio.org for your donation. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, this is Father Dwight Campbell. I'm back for another segment of, the final segment of the Marian Hour. And we left off talking about how little St. Francisco Marto One of the cedars at Fatima um, the feast day of just of Francisco and Jacinta were uh, February 20th that's the date that Jacinta died and that uh, Francisco liked to console the heart of Jesus and I mentioned to Angela and our listening audience that uh, the idea of being able to console Jesus I mean someone in heaven you know properly speaking we we, we wouldn't say they they uh, are saddened or or suffer in any way because in heaven this is not possible unless it's some way that we don't know that gets into a real mystery. Um, you could debate this theologically, but uh, according to Saint Thomas Aquinas and the common teaching of the Church, in heaven we don't we aren't saddened, we don't suffer. Uh, but <clears throat> Jesus asked for. Uh, us to console his heart for example through St. Margaret Mary and little Francisco talked about consoling Jesus. Uh, he would spend time before the Blessed Sacrament not go to school. He knew he was going to die soon. I mentioned to uh, uh, in a question, in an answer I should say to, to Angela who's here with me that um, the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary alaco uh, Father Jean Croset, you know he said that we can console the heart of Christ who suffered agony in the garden now because Jesus would have foreseen in the garden not only the sins of the human race which caused him sadness, anguish and to sweat blood, but he also foresaw our acts of love and consolation, which brought his heart consolation. And that idea was actually taught by Pope Pius XI, his encyclical on reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus. And you could get this encyclical just by type, doing a Google search, uh, encyclical Reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, or Pius XI encyclical Reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Angela pulled this up, and I directed her to the spot where uh, the Pope says this. And I'll ask Angela to read that because it, it is beautiful. We can we can imitate St. Margaret Mary alaco and Little Francisco. If you could read that, Angela, what the Pope says. Okay? He says,
2: "In order that the heart." oppressed with weariness and anguish. And this
1: is Jesus's heart. Okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what you said, right. that he does feel that pain. In order that his heart, oppressed with weariness and anguish, might find consolation. And so even now, in a wondrous yet true manner, we can and ought to console the most sacred heart, which is continually wounded by the sins of thankless men since as we already said in the sacred, already read in the sacred liturgy, Christ himself by the mouth of the psalmist complains that he is forsaken by his friends. My heart hath expected reproach and misery, and I looked for one that would grieve together with me, but there was none, and for the one that would comfort me, and I found none.
1: Yes, now when, when he's saying that Jesus' heart is sad, and he's talking about in the garden, see, yeah. At the Garden of Gethsemane, his heart yeah. is saddened. It's it's broken. He foresees, all, and he says in that encyclical actually, he that that Jesus saw all the sins, of of mankind. Okay, he foresaw all their sins, brought his heart sadness, but, uh, we can now console his saddened heart then. Okay, by our acts of of reparation and our presence before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Okay, And this is the, uh, it's called by theologians, a reparation of consolation. Okay, So by going before the Blessed Sacrament today, we can console the heart of Jesus that was saddened in the Garden of Gethsemane because he foresaw all of our acts of consolation. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, Well, I'll I'll mention just one more time. You can get that encyclical. Just Google search uh, Encyclical Reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's by Pope Pius XI. It'll come right up. and You can read it. It's a beautiful, beautiful encyclical. But I want to talk about, in the last segment of the Marian Hour here, um, the sister, the little sister of St. Francisco, who is St. Jacinta. Who was with her brother canonized on May 13th, 1917 by Pope Francis, beatified both of them the year 2000, on May 13th by John Paul II. Now with Jacinta, uh, she was born um, March 11, 1910. Okay. She was uh, close to two years younger than, than her brother, Francisco. And she was only seven years old, the time when the apparitions begin. And um, uh, unlike her brother, who only saw Our Lady appearing, okay, um, didn't hear her, Jacinta did hear her, along with Lucia, okay? And J- Jacinta's character was different from, from her brother's. She was very vivacious, okay? Uh, kind of outgoing and and excitable, you could say. Um, uh, th- there's uh, 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 in one of the uh, accounts of, of Fatima uh, and uh, actually actually Sister Sister Lucia in her memoirs comments how Jacinta was really uh, thrilled to take part in the annual Corpus Christi. Eucharistic procession. She would throw flowers before the priest carrying the monstrance, and she greatly desired to receive Holy Communion. But and and she she actually made her first Holy Communion um, when the angel appeared the third time in the fall of 1916 and gave Holy Communion to the three children. She gave the host to Sister Luc to little Lucia. Uh, and the precious blood to um, both Jacinta and her brother Francisco. Little Jacinta was very intelligent, uh, but also very sensitive, her heart, and uh, she, as well as all the children, but you could say she in particular, was profoundly affected by the vision of hell that the children saw Our Lady showed them on June thirteenth, 1917. This is when she revealed the the secret of Fatima to them. In fact, the first part of the secret was uh, this vision of hell. And this is what Sister Lucia wrote. The vision of hell filled Jacinta with horror to such a degree that every penance and mortification Was as nothing in her eyes if it could only prevent souls from going there to hell. Some and and you know, some people, (laughs) Sister Lucy continues, uh, refused to speak to children about hell in case it would frighten them. Okay, Um, yet God did not hesitate to show hell to three children, one of whom was only six years old, knowing that they would be horrified to the point of withering away in fear. Okay. So um, it's it's yes, we don't want to to just talk about hell with images to, to frighten children, but we have to, even at, at a, a tender age, reveal to them or and tell them uh, the existence, the possibility of hell. I mean this is this is what I do when I'm preparing a child for First Holy Communion, you know, and, and I, I talk about and make them learn, we teach them the difference between venial sins and mortal sins. Mortal sins strike a death blow to the soul. You you, you lose sanctifying grace. And um, if someone refuses to repent after committing mortal sins, even though God's grace is moving them to do so if they refuse to repent and die unrepentant I asked the the, what, the children this question little second graders where do they go and they say to hell I said that's right does God want them to go there no okay so this is why he gives us the sacrament of penance <laughs> because anyone can confess their sins and be forgiven uh, and we
2: have a text about that may I ask you a there's sure. a text question that said if um, how is it that we can have no sadness in heaven if we're worried about sinners not repenting, especially sinners in our family, how can you be happy?
1: Because well, this is this is the t- classic teaching of Saint Thomas Aquinas in the Church that in heaven th- there can't be sadness because we see uh, even if even if our relatives, our loved ones, may end up in hell, separated from God for all eternity, that this was God's perfect justice. So we will not be saddened for eternity. At at seeing this, we will realize that uh, wh- whoever ends up in hell, if they do, is is accountable. It's their own fault. Okay. God offers sinners every opportunity to repent, but we have this thing called free will, and so this will not sadden us. In heaven, we are we are perfectly happy. Okay. So, um, hmm. I hope that answers the question. Okay. Um, Anyway, getting back to Jacinta, okay, um, it was only after uh, two visions, uh, well, uh, pardon me, it was only to Jacinta that uh, two visions were shown of the Pope, okay? Um, this came to Jacinta and not to the other children. The first time, she saw the Holy Father suffering as he was deeply uh, engrossed in prayer. And he was weeping with his, his head buried in his hands. And outside of this building that she saw, many people were were cursing and hurling stones and um, when Jacinta told Lucia and her brother Francisco about the vision, uh, she she said, you know poor holy Father we must pray for him very much okay and another time um, the children were praying together about... What the angel had taught taught them. Okay. And Jacinta stood up and asked Lucia, uh, she said, Can't you see all those highways and roads filled full of people who are crying with hunger and have nothing to eat? And the Holy Father, he's in a church praying before the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so many people. Are praying for him well these two visions that that little Jacinta had which the other two children didn't have uh, these gave her a special you could say concern and apostolate okay to to pray for the Pope and um, you know she would like her brother uh, she would make frequent visits to the Blessed Sacrament and uh, you know, I mentioned a few minutes ago that, you know, that the hordes of people would would wait outside their doors of their homes, you know, while the apparitions were going on, and Jacinta was always very kind to them, you know, and, and uh, said she would pray for them, and many cures were, were worked and conversions through her prayers. You know, she um, was she died in, in alone. Okay, she was in one hospital, she was moved to another hospital. And she died with, with no one in the room with her. It was, it was kind of sad, but Our Lady actually had, had told her that she was going to die alone, and, and she was consoled by that. She died February 20th, 1920. Uh, Our Lady came to take her to heaven, and uh, the remains of both uh, Jacinta and, and Francisco, her brother, are in the old basilica of, of, uh, of Our Lady of Fatima in, in Fatima, Portugal. And Sister Lucia's uh, remains are there as well. So um, let us look to these two little saints, ask for their assistance and their inspiration. Um, we fly to thy patronage, O Holy Mother of God. Despise not our prayers and our necessities, but ever deliver us from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen.
0: You have been listening to The Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell. For a free copy of this recording, please visit us at wsfipodbean.com.